To meet you. I spend nights in the Vermont. My honey stayed laced in the sky. Chickens is mad that I got her. Casino style can be no type smile. Kiss you before I twist you. All the wax is official. Players on the set. Getting wet. Sipping purge wet. So you don't even have to worry yet.
as I understand. We kind of just followed the, 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 the plan. It, there were some rocky steps in front of us that we didn't know why we were going this way, why it was happening this way. But I think Ronnie said it best, Tammy, like years ago, everything with us was supposed to happen to heighten the group. Yeah. Remember our idols were the Jackson, our idols were the Temptations, our idols were Blue Magic, but they never had five in one. And that's what you get out of the concert. Even though you come in to see the new edition brand, you get to see all of this great talent when it stands alone so that the depth of the group needed to be established. And it was like, when when you have a baby, it's nine months, you carry it, you're going through, you're eating your favorite food, push out hurts, but when it's hoisted in there and it's smacked on the butt, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And that's what new edition is. That's a, that's like, I've never heard anyone describe it that way. But picking up off of what Mike said, Ricky, I have to ask you, it, it, he compared it, Mike, to having a baby. But for y'all, this is the longest relationship you've had. I mean, weddings and marriages and loves and children have come. But re in real talk, this is your longest relationship, Ricky, other than with your yeah, parents. I mean, I'm actually closer to these guys than I am with my own, you know, blood brothers. You know, we spend a lot of time together. We've grown up like we went through puberty together, you know, all of it. And um, the good thing about it, I think what has um, helped us sustain our relationship is those beginning times, is the fact that we were friends. No one put us together. Yeah. We were friends before we started working together professionally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when things, when we take our breaks or whatever, we're still friends. We're still talking on the phone and, ah. and seeing each other and hanging out. And, you know, uh, we're just super grateful for that. As a group, uh, we hope that we really can set, uh, you know, the uh, an example for a lot of the other groups that are out there in the younger generation to understand that you go through ups and downs. We fight, go, we have our internal issues, but ultimately you see us come back full circle simply because it's a real true brotherhood. Yeah, you know what, and you were talking about the Jacksons, they were born into the family in one house, that little tiny house in Gary. You were friends, so you are family that you choose versus family that you're born into, which makes the relationship even more complicated, right? Because you can't write each other out of the family tree. You're a right. part of each yeah. other's family tree by choice. And that and means know, ups and downs. And you know too, Tamron, 
our project is the worst thing you could be walking around in as a kid. Mm. So for us to even come together to say, yo, we're not going to go do this, we're not going to go do that, but it's all in our face, the music got us here. And we are what you call some young kids that had a dream. We stepped all the way in it. Listen, you got me tearing up because I can only imagine what it's like to go back to Boston on the tour coming up in March and return as the kings that you are. What's up, what's up, everybody? You're tuned into the Del C Show, and I'm your host, Del C. That that you heard was an interview on the Tamron Show, Tamron Hall Show on ABC, Check Your Local List, and it came on yesterday. And they were just talking about their humble beginnings, and they was talking about the ups and downs of the group. Every individual got to speak. All six members got to speak. Ronnie, Bobby, Johnny, Ricky, and Mike, Ralph, Bobby, all of them got this got a chance to speak on um their ups and downs in the group and the brotherhood that they have with each other that you heard some of it there was a, a part on there that i want to play that when uh ron devoe got really emotional um uh, for a second because you know talking about where they came from and where they are now that basically you can do anything if you have the right people behind you and believe in you and um, coming from where they came from, all from the projects, but our Ron DeVoe was, did not grow up in Orchard Park. Neither did Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill was from Washington, D.C. And eventually he met up, you know, um, he talked with Michael Bivens or whatever about joining the group. I mean, I know, you know the story, you've seen, you've seen the movie, the New Edition story, and fans of New Edition pretty much know this story, so I don't need to get into all that. And then they also talked about, you know, that's what led to Ron DeVoe saying what he was saying when, when um, they were, when she asked Bobby Brown a question, you know, while he was on tour, losing Whitney Houston. Um, they weren't together at that time. I don't, they weren't together at that time, but it still hurt them. And then on top of losing uh, Whitney Houston, he lost his daughter, Bobby Christina. Then he lost his son a few years down the line. So that they, they were asking him about that question and Ron DeVoe spoke on it. And, um, spoke on some other things too and that's what got him emotional but you definitely need to check that interview out and as you know they got a culture tour that features um them um jodeci and charlie wilson which is going to be a great show i'm gonna i'm definitely going to the show when they come here in boston i can't wait um, they've been together for 39 years. Started right here in Roxbury, Mass, in Boston, Massachusetts. 
you know. So, shout out to New Edition. I remember what it was like um, growing up seeing them. You know, the thing is, I, I always wanted to be in a group and I thought in my head that we would come after them because we all had a love for music. Apparently, my love for music, um, I was a lot more serious about it than they were. Although that my cousins were in other groups that didn't work out, my brother pursued the acting, you know, so me, I stayed dedicated to the music over the years. You know, it took me a while to, but anyways, New Edition showed us that you can come from anywhere. It does not determine your future if you're focused and you have the dream and you believe it. They were giving a shout out to Brooke Paines and another guy I'm not too familiar with about how they got to there, to their success. He was a choreographer, but he also believed in um, New Edition. He is the the nephew, the uncle of Ron DeVoe. You know, he took him in. He, he was the last member to be a part of uh, New Edition. You know what I'm saying? So, but Bobby Brown pretty much was the one that put New Edition together. And then of course, all five of them got together. And here we go, the rest is history. 39 years of ups and downs, but they are still together. They never, like like they said, they took breaks, but they never broke up. They went through hardships, pain, but their cries are not just pain, it's tears of joy um, to have fans that have been there to have, you know, to be there for each other and be the kings they are, be the brothers they are. So Tamron, I thank her for having them on her show. The only one that she hasn't had on the show individually is Ralph Tresden. You know, the, the basically the front man, the lead singer, but he brought them all in. You know, he could have went solo, but he didn't let his ego take over. He let everybody do their thing. And then he came afterwards with Mr. Sensitive, Mr. Uh, Sensitivity, you know, came with that song. You need a man with sensitivity. A man like me, someone who will love you, someone who will need you. Someone that will treat you right like me, girl. That was that was my song. That was my song back in the days. I had, you know, that that was a smooth song. And I was a big fan of Ralph Tresman. Of the whole group, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Everybody did their thing and then they broke off and branched off. You know, first Bobby when he when he was kicked out the group. He did his thing. Hey fellas, gather round. Let me tell you about a girl who's blowing my mind. She's fresh and down. She keeps it. Yes, yeah, she keeps. You know, that was um 
was that? The girl next door that Larry Blackman from Cameo produced. I knew the words, word for word, from the rap to everything. Then, a few years later, Velvet the Bold did they thing. Johnny Gill, you know, after they took that break in 1990, everybody branched off and did they day. Johnny Gill came with his song, um, Rub You the Right Way, then My, My, My. And um, that was the song. Put on your red dress and slip in them high heels. Baby, when you get through, I, you know, you know, I ain't gonna sing. I ain't gonna sing the rest. But anyway, so uh, by the way, everybody, you tuned into the Del C show, and I'm your host, Del C. Today is Wednesday, February 16, 2022. I hope everybody's all right. But on a serious note, um, a couple of days ago, um, I asked everybody to pray for Tyrese and his family. Unfortunately, his mother passed away. Um, so still send your prayers out to his family because this is not, you know, this is going to be a hard time for him. You know, in his family, we still need he still needs our prayers. He still needs that because, you know, for those of you that lost a parent or lost a mother, you know what it feels like. I am blessed to still have my mother here, but I lost my father back in 2018. You know, so it is nothing like losing a loved one period so let's especially your mother you know what i'm saying there's nothing like a mother's love so let's send our prayers out to him um my deepest deepest condolences to him and his family okay um <clears throat> let me talk about a few things today um, also some new music today too new music from Nicki Minaj Mary J. Blige um, Snoop featuring Nas you know what I'm saying um, but it's been um, we're, we're going to what's, this is the second month of the new year and, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of crazy things going on, but it's a lot of great things going on as well. Um, I give a shout out to DeMarco to celebrate in his, on his show, the iPower, um, 98.9 FM of the evening show, um, celebrating 14 years I believe and if I'm saying it wrong please correct me but it's been a long time and um, I'm happy to have been a part of 
you know, the beginning of his online show. So definitely want to send a shout out to him. I was one of his first artists in Boston to to be on his show. And um, eventually, like I said, I came up with um, um, DC's Hotspot. Um, that segment was a lot of fun. I got a lot of fond memories of that. And um, I still got a couple of CDs um, that he would give me, you know, and maybe I can play some of it on here when I interviewed a couple of people or whatever, you know. Um, but at the time when I was an artist, I was DC, the MC. And, you know, so it, it changed. My name changed a lot. And it was D most at one point, but um, definitely DC at that time of, um, 2007 I believe it was when it all began um, so definitely shout out to him uh, may he have many more years of doing um, iPower also Um, there was well I'm gonna get I'm gonna talk about that in a few but I'm not gonna talk about that now is it because like I said there's a few things that I want to talk about Um, I think with Black Pink and um, Love and Hip Hop are doing it great now and you know being that it's we're celebrating Black History Month and all that um I think it's great that their um, the lineage legacy, uh, you know, introducing them to their um, ancestry, um, who they actually are, where they come from, because we all know we're of African descent, and um, what they do on this particular show is showing them who, you know, where they came from. We all know that we came from Africa and we was stolen um, and brought to America, which took us away from um, who we are. So yes, we celebrate black history in America, but that is so far away from who we are. We were leaders, we were creators. We came, a lot of us come from royalty. We were king and queens, inventors. And, um, but this is different parts of Africa though. And um, they, there's a few people that came on there that we, you know, that we know. They're all from Love and Hip Hop, so we know mostly everybody on there. Uh, Mama D, that's Scrappy's mother. Remy Ma came on there. Papoose, Cardi, Carly Red. That's just the list of some of the people that came on there. Um, 
in whoever they say where they came from, if it's Ganda or if it's where their, you know, where their ancestors came from, then whatever represent that, wherever, you know, they would get the tattoo of whatever it was that represented, you know, where their tribe came from, where their family came from, or, you know, then they would put them into dashikis or put them in, you know, something, you know, if they were, if their ancestors were came from queens, king and queens, they would put a crown on, they would put this on, and they got introduced to a lot of the African culture. Um, so it, it was, it's, it's amazing. Um, they found their name and where they came from in parts of Africa. It's, I think it's a beautiful thing that um, Love and Hip Hop did. And um, also with, with um, Caesar and some of the other people from Black Ink are doing, you know, to help, you know, to contribute to this, you know, transition of, you know, going back to your roots. I remember me and my cousin would say that, and my, my uncle would say, man, your roots is right here in Boston. But that's not what we was talking about. You know, hip-hop schooled us to so many things that we didn't know about. I mean, our mother, my mother and my uh, and my grandmother educated us on, you know, that, you know, different things. So we didn't know everything. So hip, we were listening to hip hop and they was talking about the apartheid and, you know, talking about the motherland and talking about all that stuff, you know. And kind of educated us where people was wearing the African medallions and all that stuff and um, trying to get in touch with who we are, you know, because a lot of us don't know who we are and where we actually came from because we set sail on different parts of different countries, but we all have family that originated in Africa and in what better time to talk about this stuff more than on Black History Month? You know, learning about who we really are and where we really came from since we was from, you know, we were stolen and brought to a stolen land that they took away from the Indians. You know, it's just stuff that we need to school ourselves on as people, you know, Everybody else pretty much know who they are and where they came from, but a lot, a lot of us don't have that knowledge of where we came from. If you are a Black American and you live here in America, um, unless you did your research or study and, and your family has a, an idea where you came from, you really don't know like who you really are. You might have some ideas, but when you have this ancestry thing that is willing to help, you go back to, you know, find out who you are, who your ancestors, you know, where you really came from. 
it's a dope thing. Like, it's really something that we all need to learn if we don't know or, or who we really are and where we really came from. Um, but I might play some of that um, on here or whatever. But right now, I'm going to get into the music so y'all keep it locked. You're tuned into the Del C show, and I'm your host, Del C. Maybe I'll get a hold of Nita. We'll see. Keep it locked. This isn't love, this is bullet. I just want back what I put into this And then I'll keep moving All of my chips on the table Cause I never got what I came for Not even till I am stable I spend everything on you Spend my energy on you With that loyalty on you I ain't got nothing left Coming over my head Now I'm barely breathing You know you the reason Just trying to break even You must be used to me spending Look now my rent money do I spent everything fucking with you Oh You said you win some, you win some, you lose All I got is rent money do Fucking with you I just want back what I came with Ain't no sense throwing no shade Pointing a finger and blame I do the rest Soon as we kiss Wasn't no even exchange You treat everyone like they are famous Every girl like she's the main chick Amazing I spend everything on you Spend my energy on you, but that loyalty on you I ain't got nothing left I'm in over my head Now I'm barely breathing You know you the reason, just trying to break even You must be used to me spending Look now my rent money do I spent everything fucking with you Oh, I said you win some, you win some, you lose Got to spend money, dude Fucking with you Goddamn the rent money, dude race, spilling gin and juice Feeling like I'm Snoop Phone out, she recording just so she could get the proof It was all good when we was in the mood But I scratched that, nothing on me regular Louis Vuitton backpack, chinks on She ain't got on, she gotta match that Focused on the future, I don't backtrack That rent money, do I take credit Cash debit, even cash app we spend a hundreds, we stash that It's hard to trust him, I want to stab that Now I'm just looking past that I hope you got your own, no more asking me where your cab at Ask me what I'm mad at, smoke it and then I pass that What more do you want from me? You can't help my sanity I gave you my best, ain't nothing left This can't be reality I'm picking up the pieces of the puzzle here all by myself can't even wish you well Look now my rent money do I spent everything fucking with you Oh you said you win some, you win some, you lose All I got is rent money do 
talking with you from madnayad.com If God for me, who could be against me? I guess all them niggas that's against me They the ones stirring up the conflict They try to make it out like I'm conflicted Bitches Niggas and six fours hitting switches. It's not a conflict of interest. Cut them niggas with the business. West Coast niggas rocking them Timberlands. Deep up in them trenches. It's no difference. Neither one play games when swinging for them fences. We want the finer things. The shit that's expensive. The shit that hit them either close range or at a distance. If God for me, nigga, why bother? I got my game from the Godfather. Top of the food chain, rock bottom. And handle my business when it was my problem. G shit, nigga flossing with a gold chain. I got my Turkish rope with matching gold things. Bomber jacket in the winter, it's a cold game. I met some East Coast niggas up in Spokane. Some of the realest niggas in this dope game. I got my curly top looking like special ed. Clean fade on the side, bumping that red head. Clean tags when I ride, ducking the fed feds. East Coast niggas, they get that bread bread. You fuck with them niggas, you end up dead dead. Them West Coast niggas, they leave that lead spring And now you got bullets all in your dread head If God for me, who could be against me? I guess all them niggas that's against me They the ones stirring up the conflict They try to make it out like I'm conflicted Bitches Still trying to fuck the riches East Coast niggas and six fours hitting switches It's not a conflict of interest Cut them niggas with the business West Coast niggas rocking them Timberlands Deep up in them trenches It's no difference Fourth and inches, I'm finna hit a lick and handle business. I got a down bitch, she real vicious. Rock a bye, baby, no witness. This is not even a conflict. You niggas on nonsense. Niggas die the same way in Brooklyn and Compton. But niggas with that gang gang, them niggas make a profit. Niggas on top, niggas stay poppin'. Look, see, I was the high school slick, Rick, I was stylin'. Fat go chain with an African medallion. Hip hop connoisseur and rollin' 20 gripping. Rap game real tight. Freestyle was magnificent All about the clout and all about my dividends Them older niggas couldn't tell me different I need a roundaway girl to let me stick it in Showtime at the Apollo I'm drinking OE about the bottle Take two squigs and pour out a little liquor For my niggas who won't live to see them all If God for me, who could be against me? I guess all them niggas that's against me They the ones stirring up the conflict they try to make it out like I'm conflicted Viewers, what, those are staggering numbers. Shows don't come close to that anymore. Bobby, I know that you were producers on that project. And I think what made it such compelling television is that you chose to show every side of the group. Why was it important, Bobby, to go that deep and to show that pain, really? It was important because that's what the group is, is made of. The group is made of ups and downs. Uh, we fight hard, we love hard, and we work hard. Uh, so to be able to uh, show everything, 
you know, in order to get it all out. It was like uh, therapeutic for all of us to be able to see where we come from and to see where we where we've gone, you know, and where we are today, you know, yeah. with all of this. It is a phenomenal accomplishment. It's also, again, going back to the rawness, Ricky. I, I know in this series, it was first revealed for the first time that you had been privately battling a drug addiction and it got so bad for you that it created financial issues and all of these things that fans never knew, but for the first time heard from you. Bobby said it was like therapy. What was it like to reveal all that? It was actually therapeutic, and the reason why I decided to open up about it is because of what was done for me. I mean, during that time in my life, I was filled with so much shame, and that fear of embarrassment is what was killing me. It was keeping me from asking for help and seeking, you know, therapy about it. But, you know, one day somebody told me, listen, you can't save your face and your butt at the same time. You have to choose one. Yeah. And um, I chose to save my life, and, you know, being around other men, and seeing other men, especially in the business, being that vulnerable, you know, let me know it was okay. So it was quite liberating. And I just wanted to share that in hopes that, you know, what was done for me, I could do for someone else. And Bobby, we had a phone conversation not long ago, right after I'd had my son Moses and you and I were talking and we talked about all the, the loss, Whitney, and we talked about Bobby Christina and losing her in 2015 and Bobby Jr. in 2020, I've always thought about how you all had to rally around him and what that meant to be there for him. Even when you got the news about Whitney, you were on tour. And I remember seeing a tweet of the news and people said, where's Bobby? And I was like, oh, he's with them. So at least he's there with somebody. How has it been for you um, with this great loss um, to have them with you. It's been wonderful. Um, my brothers have stuck by me through so many rough times in my life. I'm proud to call them my brothers and my friends. Um, they've, they've lifted me up and they've held me up to, to heights that I can't even find the words to, to, to explain. Um, but they've always been there for me and I appreciate them all. Bob's like a giant, man. Um, you know, I told him that uh, the measure of a man, right, is in what God allows you to endure to a certain extent, right? And for me, what my brother has gone through, you know, God knew that I wouldn't be able to, you know, manage something like that. So, I mean, uh, he walks in giant's shoes at the end of the day. And I love the fact that he's still here and able to really overcome a lot of those obstacles and look at it like, look, there was a mission, there was a purpose for my life. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is being right here, you know, with his five other brothers in front of Tamron Hall, <laughs> in front of all these amazing people watching us getting ready to move across the country and do things not just for us, like this is for the culture, right? That's the name of the uh, tour. Mike came with that name, right? And on one side of it, it's us bringing our entertainment and putting the people in a space where they can forget about things and just have a good time like they used to. But then it's also, you know, what are we not just extracting from these cities, but what are we giving back to these uh, cities? You know, how can we connect to organizations that are doing mean, meaningful things, you know? And I think um, 
we're a reflection to me. When you look at our faces, like the projects and the places that we come from, we were not supposed to make it out. Right. So when you look at us right. and you see our faces, right. people out there that are in those situations know that you can make it out at the end of the day. Right. I just yeah. want to say that for sure. As you can see, we're an emotional group. There's so <laughs> many spurs. And when we see each other, it's subliminal conversation because he goes through things. He's going through something now. He goes through things. And we go down the line, I go through things. And the thing that makes it better is when you can sit down with any one of your brothers and tell them how you feel and he gives you the greatest words of advice and gives you really great love that sometimes even as a man, you just need to know that you're loved, you're cared for, and someone cares about you. What's up everybody? You're tuned back into the Del C Show and I'm your host, Del C. I had to play it was a great interview, first of all. Shout out to um, Tamara for Tamara and Hall for doing such a great interview with New Edition. And I know that's her dream come true to interview one of the biggest groups in the world. Still to this day, it started off very young. But what they were talking about is their trials and tribulations. Um, after, you know, like I said earlier, after Bobby losing three of his family members, basically, even though he wasn't with Whitney Houston, he still had love for her and I'm sure she loved him. Um, and then losing his daughter, losing his son. That's, that's a lot, man. I got kids. I can't even imagine dealing with that. So yes, he, he is... Um, you know, definitely blessed at the same time. And um, is a great, you know, God, God is using him for a reason. There's a reason for everything. Um, your test, as I heard Nick Cannon say a lot, your test becomes your testimonial. You know, and um, Bobby is alive for a reason um, because God obviously is, is not done with him yet. Um, as I said, your talent is not just for you. It's for you to share with the world and um, through his music and his messages all of them, new edition, you know, you heard what Ron, Ron DeVoe was saying and you heard what Michael Bivens was saying. These, these, um, I've never had the pleasure of meeting any of these brothers, but um, I feel that they my brothers, you know. I'm a little younger than them, but not by too much, you know what I mean? Um, they just showed us a lot. And when coming up with that movie, um, I'm from Mattapan. They're from they're from Roxbury. We're not that far apart from, you know, how they have boroughs in New York or whatever. We're, but we're not really that far apart from each other, you know. Um, 
like like Michael Bivens said, they was five kids with a dream that made you know made it happen. And you know, I do regret not having the people in my life like what they had, even though I was around a lot of musicians. My father was a drummer. He played gospel, funk, everything. He was around a lot of that, you know, a lot of that around that time. Um, But we didn't know that New Edition was gonna blow up the way they did. You know, we heard about them. You know, we heard Candy Girl and all that at the beginning, but you know, here they are. Grown men with kids of their own and um, made a mark in history, you know, as far as boy bands. They wanted to, you know, they were influenced by the Jacksons, the Temptation, Blue Magic, as you heard them say. Um, all those groups we knew about because we loved them too. And then, you know, here they are, you know, and I'm just proud. I'm proud of them. You know, I'm proud of each each and every one of them for still, you know, being here, positive, positive brothers and just continuing to do what they love doing and sharing it with us, with their fans, sharing it with the world, you know, and seeing the other generation that were influenced by them too. And you heard what well, you heard what Donnie um, said of New Kids on the Block. If it wasn't for them, there would be no New Kids on the Block. There would be no um, Insane or any of these other boy groups that are, you know, that came out. And I'll add on to that of groups that they don't name Troop um, uh, Jagged Edge had mentioned New Edition um, High Five The Boys you know all these other groups you know they came about of course they were influenced off the Jacksons and all that, but it was also new addition. You know what I'm saying? And individually, Usher gives props to Bobby Brown, you know, for influence him to be what he is. And of course, we all love Velvet the Bowl. We all like Ralph. We all love Ralph Tresman. We all love Johnny Gill. It's them as solo artists. Um, I don't know any group that did what they did. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about families. You've seen families do this solo thing like Michael and, and Janet and Jermaine and now even Tito um, put out two great albums. But I'm just uh, recently, but I'm just saying that as far as group ride, group wise, and to be so successful, New Kids on the Block never did no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Where every individual you know we, we we heard their solo uh, albums but they didn't you know they didn't do what a bell bit the bow album did it didn't do what a um johnny yale album did or ralph tresman album or bobby brown album bobby brown was kicking everybody's ass 
You know what I'm saying? When he came out with the with the uh, prerogative album, you know what I'm saying? With the Don't Be Cruel album and shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was nobody was seeing them around that time. Um, but again, I'm proud of all six members, and um, and this says this wasn't a shot at none of the other groups that you know do what they do shout out to them too but I'm just saying um, you gotta give homage you gotta give homage and you gotta give flowers you know these these brothers um, finally at the Star Walk Hall of Fame that they that they received um, the honor somebody from Boston is getting that it just lets you know that you can be and do anything that you want to do and, and there's no age limit um, there's no expiration date to your dreams. Um, you can be anything you want to be at 16 to 26 to 36 to 46 to 66 that, you know, whatever. You just got to believe in it. You know, you just got to believe in it. And it will be great to have people behind you also that believe in your vision but you have to believe it yourself first it starts with you and then you know of course it's great to have because without anybody else you cannot achieve certain things and and that's just it those all of them had each other to lean on you know Brooke Payne was very supportive the core choreographer like I said the the uncle of Ron DeVoe was very supportive of them and then the rest of their family. Um, but at the same time, Ricky Bell was saying that they were closer than he was with his own brothers, with his blood brothers, you know, because they're on the road together. So they built a bond, uh, a bond that will never be broken. You know, they'll go through their ups and downs and give each other a break and then they'll come back. So, I mean, like I said, man, I'm just, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. And um, much love and respect to New Edition. Now moving on to the Super Bowl. There's a lot behind this Super Bowl that supposedly they were censored. Um, You know who performed Kendrick Lamar, 50, Eminem. Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Snoop. Everybody has their favorite artists. They think that their thing. I think personally, all of them did their thing. It turned it out. It was very, it was epic, you know. But I was hearing that, you know, which the NFL denies that they did not want Eminem to take the knee. He did it anyways. They didn't want Kendrick Lamar to do whatever he did. He did it anyways. Um, They didn't want Snoop the Crip walk, but he did anyways. Um, And certain things that Dr. Dre said about the police or whatever, still not loving police or whatever the case was. Um, They didn't want him to say it, you know, but this is hip hop. 
and NFL need to get used to that. And they was also complaining that there's just one um, black coach in the NFL that they still need to make a lot of changes. Um, shout out to the Rams, LA Rams for winning the champion, you know, winning the um, Super Bowl championship or whatever, and whoever won the VIP and all that. You know, I'm not really into football like that. Um, I was more interested in the halftime show than anything, you know, to be honest with you. So, um, shout out to, shout out to all of the, and also, you know, Snoop getting, you know, this is, this was a big accomplishment for him, you know, and there was other celebrities there, Busta, Drake, um, Rihanna and and um, ASAP Rocky was there. Um, French Montana. There was a lot of you know um, Eminem's daughter and and uh, Snoop's son was there at this event. So I mean, it, the house was packed. You know what I'm saying? The house was packed at the NFL that you know uh, this Sunday that passed. It was a great, it was, it was good. It was a good Super Bowl thing. And then we, of course, we coined to Valentine's Day, um, you know, which I shout out to Lizzie P for being on the show. I love you, baby. Always, you know, we're going to do another show again, hopefully. Oh, oh, somebody's coming in right now. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Nina. N-I-N-A, baby, what's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Nina, in the house. I just wanted to holler at y'all real quick. Big brother, do your thing. Yeah, what's up, Nina? Um, Like I was saying, good to have her on the show. Um, but I'm not going to keep y'all too long, you know, but, um, I just wanted to talk about a few topics or whatever. Um, so, and then I'm going to tell you about my experience with, um, this guy at my job that just does not get it, unfortunately, you know. He's one of those people that listens to Fox News. That's not even a real, to me, it's not even really new, real news because reporters report stuff. They don't give opinions. They don't say that, you know, they report whatever it is or whatever. They make their jokes and that's it. They don't give opinions like them. They don't say ignorant things that they don't know about. You know, they don't talk on stereo. They don't stereotype people. They don't say, you know, I mean, for instance, you got Rush Limbaugh that was there. You got Bill Riley is no longer on there because he has sexual charges on him. So whatever, man. But I'll talk about that, about that guy at my job, you know. But uh, anyways... I just want to get, oh yeah, Whoopi Goldberg came in on the show, um, made a comeback, um, back on The View, 
after being suspended for two weeks, you know. So it's good to have her back on there. And to me personally, the show won't be a show without Whoopi on there. I mean, Joy and all of the rest of them, they do their thing. But that's that's like having um, mashed potatoes and not having the the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Whoopi is the sauce. Whoopi is the one that keep the show going the way it goes. I mean, they all could hold it down, but nobody is like Whoopi. You know, now she made she 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 made a mistake. And she apologized for it. And, you know, that's the main thing, right? Is that, you know, and she corrected herself, you know? So that's the main thing right there we need to do. Um, same thing with this Joe Rogan guy. I still personally think, believe that he's a racist, you know? Even though some people try to cover up and say he's not, he's, you know, everybody's, you know, there's consequences for everybody's action. And Whoopi got to find that out and he got to find that out, even though he's been doing this for years. Now, a lot of people might didn't fuck with his podcast shit or whatever, but he has a he has a fan base. Obviously, they knew he was getting away with saying this shit, but um, somebody they wanted to expose them, played the shit, and we heard what we heard. And to me, that was all, it's not about just being insensitive, it's just about being a fucking bigot. Um, and that's how I look at it. He got away with a lot of shit. He got away with a lot of shit that um, he's had, like I said, black guests on there. He had all kind of different nationalities come on his show. But nobody pinpointed this shit right here that he got away with saying. You know what I'm saying? Not even just on the N-word, but the shit about the monkey and all that shit. Planet of the Ape shit. All that shit was fucked up. If you know the history of people that... Um, the white supremacist group that made comments like that about us, describing us, and thought it was funny, then... Um, he wouldn't have said what he said. So a lot of people need to know, you know, our history and learn where we came from, um, where we're coming from, and um, what's accepted and not accepted. You're right. It's not your word to use, but also some of that other bullshit that you said either was out of pocket too, motherfucker. So... I'm going to just say that. I'm going to say that and leave it at that. You're tuned in to the Del C Show. And I'm your host, Del C. I'll be right back. Wait a minute. This love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. Spent 35, 45,000 up in Tiffany's Oh no Got a badass kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese Whoa, whoa Put me in the jam with an X-Men in a UFC Can't believe it Can't believe it 
it was gripping on me tight, screaming Hercules. My nigga, business is booming. Rose! Yeah, what? Welcome to the playground for the bosses. If you ever counted this out, bitch, you couldn't count. Motherfucking absurd amounts. The unthinkable. Go ahead, speak the truth. I'm making pussy niggas push the panic button. Boss. I'm watching all these niggas running out of money. Waterfalls, foreign cars, and Italian lunch Just showing off my war scars and they all love it I wanted all marble walls and my dogs ready Southside of Compton and did it all from nothing Huh, a butterfly, I get a call and we all coming Once they know I push the button, niggas start running Bang. Fuck them all, living large and we all gunners I'm still in charge, took a short with the tall numbers Expensive cars still extorting all the frauds coming I could buy the Dodgers with my credit card money it's a fantasy for niggas on the other side I'd be damned if I don't put my family first and last Such a tragedy, what happened to the mother gods? Don't be mad at me, it's just the way the shit is It's a fantasy for niggas on the other side I'd be damned if I don't put my family first and last Such a tragedy, what happened to the mother gods? Don't be mad at me, it's just the way the shit is Fantasies for niggas that are fantasized I got you niggas dancing like it's hammer time Yes in the funny pants, I had a gun in mind yeah. LeBron James numbers, go ahead, analyze them Will Smith bitches in the summertime It's still Cali love until they gun me down Blah. I did the verse, he gave your boy a hundred pounds Rose and Doc Drake, now how the fuck that sound? Huh. 
They love the candy paint, they wanna see it bounce. Hey, my niggas, I might let down the top and take the scenic route. Yes. I just wanna mob and maybe sting a house. Bitches, Doc Trey, and Palmas, bring them out. It's a fantasy for niggas on the other side. I'd be damned if I don't put my family first in line. Such a tragedy, what happened to the mother gods? Don't be mad at me, it's just the way the shit is out. It's a fantasy for niggas on the other side. I'd be damned if I don't put my family first in line. Such a tragedy, what happened to the mother gods? Don't be mad at me, it's just the way the shit is out. Everybody, you're tuned back into the Del C show. I'm your host, Del C. Okay, so now I'm gonna get into no before I get into that. I did not see the um music soul child versus Anthony Hamilton. I did not see that. I missed it because I was doing other things, plus I had to get ready for work. So I got to check that out and then I'm uh, come back Friday and tell you what I thought of it. You know, um, two great singers, as I told you before, um, they're ready. They were ready for the friendly competition. At least Anthony Hamilton was. Um, I might play a little bit of that clip, but um, so I'm going to get into situation at my job with this guy is um, first of all I'm sitting having a conversation with another employee he comes by minding my business mind you he starts talking about um, getting a phone call you know, something that he's seen on the news or whatever he was saying. Um, and I'm trying to like really ignore him because I know where this is gonna go. Um, and he really doesn't wanna mess with somebody like me because I'm not going to, I don't agree with what you're saying, I'm going to disagree with you. And the thing about calling the cops or whatever, that they're gonna come and shoot you or whatever. I don't I don't even know everything that he was trying to say, but, and I said, you know, depending on what, you know, depending on what neighborhood you live in, if you call the cops, you being a white man, me being a black man, you call the cops and depending on who the, like I said, who the cops are, they're gonna come there and I'm going to be guilty before I'm proven innocent. 
And it, yes, okay, it does depend on how I react to the situation, how they're going to treat me. But in some cases, you don't got to do anything. And you're already attacked with a hostile attitude. So um, I said, yeah, it depends on what, what neighborhood I'm in. Where, where, you know, they might feel that I have no business being in that neighborhood, which is a bunch of bullshit. But some of these cops don't give a damn. Um, they want to make an example out of you. And I'm not saying all cops. And this is what I tried to tell him. But see, he's so busy wanting to dominate the conversation and take over. And I'm just not going for that shit. Like, don't force your views on me. You know what I'm saying? You don't live in the world that I live in. You know, he does not. First of all, I don't think he lived. Like I said, this is a guy that only goes by what he sees on TV. What he sees on Fox News. But he swears up and down that other black people that, that he knows agrees what what he's saying. And I said, where are they? I asked them, where are they at? You want me to get them? Yeah, I want you to get them because then I have to question who they are. Because, or either have they experienced any form of racial profiling? Have they experienced that? Being pulled over in the car and being harassed by the police. If they have not experienced that, then they can't say a damn thing. You know, I'm not saying that the neighborhoods I, first of all, I grew up in a two, two family house. I didn't grow up in the projects and whether I did or not is not really of anyone's concern or anything like that. But, and, and it really doesn't determine anything on, on so many levels, but maybe it does, you know? But I, I wouldn't be able to speak on that because I didn't grow up in the projects. So, but I know people that have and they didn't all sell drugs. They didn't all, they weren't all, they didn't all walk around with guns. They weren't in gangs like people think in their head that have not experienced that and only go by. First of all, he watches Fox News. And most of us know what Fox News is about. You know what I mean? How they love to stereotype us and talk bad about us. It's not a fucking real news. And, and Trump has the nerve to talk about fake news. There, He's right. There is a such thing as fake news. And Fox News is one of those fake news. Um, like, in the words of Nas, the only Fox he respects is Red Fox. So me personally, I'll say it on here. Fuck Fox News. Um, but he... He was out of line. The, the guy is out of line. 
and I've tried to look past his ignorance because ignorance is bliss. I try to look past his ignorance, but you know, he got me started. I was over there minding my business and he just has this thing that if um, you have not experienced something um, as a black person, that you can't speak on that. But when you're, we're still dealing with the trauma. We're still dealing with certain things that even people dealt with many years ago. So just because we're not being lynched and we're not being, you know, we weren't slaves, well, to a certain extent, we're not being slaves doesn't mean that we have not experienced things or we don't feel their pain because our ancestors are us. And I say this to people a lot of time. Um, I spoke on, you know, we were sitting, I was speaking with another guy and he was talking about how, and I didn't bring this up either. It was another white gentleman. He brought up, um, the George Floyd thing, how he was being, how he didn't agree with that. And I guess he heard us talking about, you know, the black white situation. But he said, you gotta, every, you gotta stop making everything about race because everything is not about race. And I said, no, everything's not. But when we're, when we're talking about this situation, it is, it is. Because we get treated differently by the cops than you do. I mean, let's face it. I mean, he has a problem with reality. I don't think he lives in the real world. He thinks all cops are decent. He thinks all cops are good. And um, he was saying that cops are actually being nice. That's why the crime rate is up and all, all the crime is happening in all, in all the black communities. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. There is just as much um, white people or anywhere else where they're killing each other just like us. But again, he's watching Fox News. They don't have the facts on shit. And I, and I told them, I said, don't speak on something you don't know nothing about. Are you in a black neighborhood? How the hell you know that all we do is kill each other? You know what I mean? But when you watch another news channel, you know, they're showing all type of killings and it ain't just black people killing black people and it's not just black people um white people killing black people or no it's white people killing white people because that's just the way of the world and i told them that you know we had that i was having a conversation with the guy on how it used to be i actually wanted to be a policeman at one point in my life when I was just a kid and there was people in the neighborhood 
black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, Jewish, whatever, whatever nationality you was, was in our neighborhood. You know, God bless my old neighborhood because that's how I got to find out and also going to school that we all actually can get along and live in the same neighborhood. You know, although we had our ups and downs with each other, but it wasn't based on that, you know. We were blessed enough to be a, you know, I didn't learn about certain things until I became a teenager. Then I realized that we're not accepted by everybody. But, you know, this guy, back to him, of saying the cops are being nice. And I said, the cops are being nice. No, they're mad because they're getting called out after all these years of doing what they do, the police brutality, and, pe and people ended up dead in the hands of them. Innocent people, by the way. I'm not talking about criminals. I'm talking about people that, yeah, they might have little did a little minor thing, but they paid their debts to society so that they're no longer criminal again. But as I told him, in my world, people, um, as a black man or a black woman, you're guilty into proven innocent. You're not innocent until proven guilty. That's, it, it, it's, it, it, it is exactly how I'm saying it is, you know? And um, a lot of people that wanna sweep stuff under the rug, you know, so that we won't talk about it and y'all need to get over this, y'all need to get over that. You know, I've heard that shit before. We can't get over shit. Even if we wanted to get over shit, we couldn't because the same type of shit is still going on. And and if you look at what's been, pay attention with the voting thing, um, how they're trying to stop us to, for uh, voting, and you look at, you know, they're trying to create the new Jim uh, Crow law, you know, it's happening right in front of our face. A lot of shit is happening in front of our face. But you got somebody like him that's just out of touch with reality and um, going by what the fucking news say, what Fox, he said, I don't watch CNN, I watch Fox News. I said, even worse. He came out and said more black people are killing each other. The crime rate is up because the police are not out there, you know, helping because people are complaining about, you damn right we're complaining about what they're doing because they're not doing their jobs. Your job is not to harass a black person or Hispanic person or Asian person or whoever that you don't like. And that's why I said we need to go back to knowing each other on a first name basis. That's how some of the cops are in the community and things work out a little better because you know um, who's who. You can go to the person's house and say, well, Jimmy is not, you know, or Tom or whatever, Craig or whatever is not, you know, we brought him here because, you know, he's, he's a little drunk or whatever. I just, you know, we brought him here or whatever the case, whatever the case is, 
where you can actually go talk to the people in the neighborhood and you don't so-called fear for your life. How are you gonna be a cop and you fear for your life? You know what your job is to do. So I don't wanna hear that excuse anymore about how scared cops are. Well, don't be a cop then. How about that? We need somebody that's gonna protect us, not somebody that's gonna be trigger happy and, you know, accidentally shoot us like this lady did that claims that she was reaching for her taser, which she shouldn't have been reaching for a damn taser either. Give the boy a ticket and move on. See, they be trying to do too much and um, you took somebody's life. You murdered him. You didn't, you didn't. It wasn't no accident that you did what you did. And you're, and you're not sorry what you did in the first place. You can't bring back that boy's life and you're only sorry that you got caught. That's the only thing. You know, the crying on the stand and all that shit, thinking that's gonna save you. We don't give a fuck about that. that, that we don't give a fuck about it and neither does the, the parents of that kid's life you took away for some bullshit that could have been settled properly. But see, y'all get so hostile and you get so, you know, anxious to want to shoot people um, that you don't even pay attention to that shit. You know, you want to make up excuses. And the thing is, the boy was half black and half white. His mother is white or whatever. Um, but it doesn't matter to them, right? Because, you know, they used to have a word for people that you know, interacted or in where interracial relationships, they used to call them or defend them. Or they used to call them end lovers. You fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. They used to call them you're an end lover because, which was ignorance. But again, that was the times which I'm glad I did not live in those times because I probably wouldn't be alive. They would probably want to hang me a long time ago because you can be silent to certain things. As, as my mother says and a lot of other people said, that saying is, you know, pick and choose your battles. And... Um, if I had a problem with something, I definitely would speak on it. Just like I am with him. And I said, listen, you sure you want to have this conversation with me? You know, he walks away and I said, you see, this is why we'll never, things will never change. You'll pass that ignorance. He, he doesn't have kids, obviously. He doesn't have a woman. But this is how ignorance gets passed on to the next generation, to the next generation. They try to act like they try to act like it didn't exist and that we need to get over it. You know, he said well, one of the things he said and he said, fuck your ants. He said, fuck your ancestors and fuck my ancestors. We need to, you know, basically that attitude is we need to get over it type of shit. And I said, no, I'm not going to fuck my ants. I'm not going to say fuck my ancestors because my ancestors, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for them. 
you know, and basically saying fuck them is basically saying fuck um, me, it's saying fuck uh, me to myself, if that makes any sense, saying fuck them is basically saying fuck myself, there we go, um, so I wouldn't say that, you want to, they, they're good at wanting to sweep things under the rug. America is not going to admit their wrongdoing because it's still happening. People like him try to sweep under things under the rug, but the mess will continue to show up um, if we don't, if, if, if nothing is done about it, you know? It's not something for the government to do. It's not something. This is in the hearts of men. Hate is in the heart of men. Either you love or you hate. There's there's no in between. You know? And um, I don't hate anybody. I hate what they did to us. But I don't hate them. Um, And it's hard in some cases not to when you see how we were mistreated and how we were you know it's hard not to feel that hate but I just don't I just hate what they did to us and you know I'm praying that this will change like the rest of us but I feel that it won't, but because ignorance is bliss. It, it really is. And him talking about it stuff, Seth saying that it doesn't exist and just, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, you know, That, that's, I mean, basically, I'm going to say like this. This is just who I'm dealing with, unfortunately. And he is not going to change. He's not going to change at all. So I don't expect anything less. Like my mother would say, consider the source. You know, you know who you're dealing with. He's never going to change. I, for him, could say never I was taught to never say never, but he will never change. I mean, but there's some things that he did learn. He did come to me about the Black Panthers last year that he was, he got a misconception of who they were and he realized what the government did to them wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? So he did get some lessons and maybe, you know, so I'm not gonna say never. If you open up your free, if you free your mind and you open your mind up and, you know, then there's a possibility that you might learn some things that you didn't know before that'll make you a better person. And that's, this, that's, that's not just for him. That's for me. That's for everybody, you know? There's a lot of people that can be prejudiced, you know what I'm saying? Or not having an understanding or stereotypes about people, what they thought. And um, 
I'm just not at the, I'm just not in that place to do that. I'm I'm not gonna stereotype anybody. That's why it's best that we get to know each other. As I said, um, Monday, I believe, when I was speaking on, you know, getting to know each other and all that. That's that's very important. But listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a. What I'm gonna do? I'm not take a break. You know, I don't take breaks like that. I don't. I, Keep it locked. I'm going to play some more music and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to end the show. Um, it's the Del C show, y'all. What's up, everybody? You're tuned back into the Del C show, and I'm your host, of course, Del C. About to end the show, man. As always, I like to thank the listeners for tuning in. Um, shout out, like I said, shout out to Nina. What's up, Nina? Talk, talk to these people, man. Talk to these people. What's up, it's your girl Nina. Thank you, big brother. I just want to give a shout out to the listeners as you just did. Shout out to you. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm going to be on there um, Friday, a little longer. I know we're about to end the show. So you know what he says. I think he wants me to say it. Yeah, you know, you know how I close the show, so close it out, Nina. Do your thing. Okay, big brother. So, stay blessed, stay positive. Always let your loved ones know you love them because tomorrow's not promised to no man, woman, or child 
on that note, I want to say peace out, y'all. Tune in Friday. One. You tuned into the Del C show, and we out. Peace.